Hello and welcome to the Baseball Wisconsin Podcast. This is your host, Tim Gotzler. All right, so today is our first extra innings episode ever, and we left it for a good one. Um, It's been a little bit busy over here, but we got snow on the ground in most of the state. A lot of us are stuck indoors for practice, so I thought I'd get this episode out finally. Um, Today's extra innings episode sits down with the new head baseball coach at Sun Prairie West High School, Quentin Travis. Now, Coach Q is no stranger to baseball in the state of Wisconsin. He had a very successful stint at Rio. Um, has been out of the high school game for a couple years. You're going to hear a story today. But then took on this enormous task of starting a brand new program in a brand new high school. Now, for you baseball, you know, high school baseball Wisconsin fans, this is just any community. This isn't just any baseball town. This is Sun Prairie. You know, you look at Sun Prairie, been following across the last few years, um, building a second high school, and now we have Sun Prairie East, the Cardinals, and now Sun Prairie West, uh, the Wolves. And, you know, throughout, you know, the last few decades, it's Sun Prairie has been synonymous with success in baseball across the state of Wisconsin. And now all of a sudden you take a community, a powerhouse community, split it into two, and you bring in a brand new coach who's got some experience and some success, and you give him this task of starting a brand new program. And I love this conversation because it shows kind of that brotherhood, the fraternity, and how even within a community with a lot of emotions around the, the, the game, how they help each other out, help get each other off the ground. Oh yeah, and as I look at it today, on, on Monday, April 17th, Sun Prairie West is 6-0. and Alright, so um, coaching staff knows what they're doing. They got quality players, phenomenal community, and I can't wait to get this episode to you. Um, so without further ado, new head baseball coach at Sun Prairie West High School, Quentin Travis. Hey, just as we get into the show here, why don't you just give us some of your coaching background and a little bit of your path to, to Sun Prairie West. Well, my path to Sun Prairie West is kind of an, an unusual one, to be honest with you. Um, I don't have the coaching background tree that a lot of the coaches out here in the state that has, you know, they, that grew up and being in baseball, playing in college, and then, you know, having the coaching tree that they had. You know, me, I was basically picked as actually to help with a football team. Um, the supervisor of mine was the actual head coach of uh, Rio's varsity football team. He knew that I played ball at uh, Madison East, uh, played a little pickup ball here and there, the Mustangs for a year, just, you know, playing with those guys a little bit. And so he knew I had a little bit of a football background um, as far as he wanted me to help him with his team. And I told him no, you know, at least twice. You know, I live in Sun Prairie. I didn't have the funds and all of that stuff to, you know, be able to drive to Rio and come back and want to, you know, be able to help out with some kids. And, you know, I've never coached anything, volunteered, anything like that. And I'm so serious about that. And so, you know, when he first approached me about it, I told him no. And he actually had me, you know, come in and help with uh, this little camp that he was having. And I said, yeah, I can show them a little things here and there, you know, just to go in and help with the camp. But that's just basically it. And I got there and got acclimated with some of the players. And one thing led to another. And next thing you know, I'm back the next day. And then uh, a week later, he asked me, I needed to have an interview. And I'm like, really, for, uh, you know, volunteering to help with a camp? And (laughs) so I went in for an interview and basically he 
you know, pretty much set it up to the point where I wanted to have Quentin as my defensive coordinator on the football team. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What is going on? And the next thing you know, I got talked into it. And it's just because of the love of the boys and, you know, being able to be around the sport and all of that and being able to teach and being able to relate to these kids. And next thing you know, I wind up being the defensive coordinator for the football team. Fast forward, they talked me into opening it up the gym, all of those things. And, you know, just being around the kids, showing them something, you know, make sure that they're not doing anything negative. We try to build a positive environment around for them, if you know what I mean. And so I was, you know, volunteering to go ahead and open up the weight room so they can have a place to go work out before they get ready to go home instead of being in the streets doing something dumb. And one particular night, I had left my phone. I left and I came back to get my phone. I'm on my way back to Sun Prairie. And what happened was a lady, Rita Schmidt, and I'll never forget this. And Rita, she came up to me. She said, hey, Coach Q, I heard there's a baseball position in opening up for the baseball team. And I'm saying, what, for, you know, what, for JV or something like that? She said, yeah, for varsity, I think. And I'm like an assistant. She said, I'm not sure. You need to go and ask Corey, Corey Hinkle, who was the athletic director that hired me as the defensive coordinator. And on to that, I, you know, I went over to Corey and I said, hey, Corey, you know, baseball is actually my sport. You know, I've loved this game. My grandfather took me to over 90 Cubs games growing up. Um, you know, I was born in Chicago, uh, but I lived out here in Madison like the majority of my life, graduated from Madison East in 1996. And so, you know, I played, you know, a lot of Legion ball, you know, I played home talent a little bit. And I also played like, you know, city league, rec league, you know, baseball and all of those things. So I've always had a passion for it, but it wasn't like intense, like a lot of these guys that are coaches right now, you know, that are, you know, you know, that has got years and tons of experience and knowledge and wealth. But again, I still love the game. I enjoy the game. I'm very, you know, aware of the game, strategizing and all. So I actually asked Corey, you know, hey, um, I can put in for the coach's job. He said, yeah, you got two days. Otherwise, we have to take it off the board. And I put in for the coach's job. I had an interview. One thing led to another. I wind up getting the job the head baseball coach of the varsity team. And the year before that, you know, those guys had won four games. And so I was their fourth. I was actually their third coach in as many years. So they went through two different coaches in two straight years. So I was number three. And the first thing that I told those guys when we got into the meeting, I'm like, look, I got a family life. I got children. I, my, you know, my fiance, she works. She does all of these things. Sometimes she get forced to work. And then next thing you know, I have to have the children after I get done with work. I do not have time to play around to be any babysitter. If we're going to sit here and going to learn and we're going to play, that four-win stuff is over with. You know what I mean? I'm like, we have to get going. We have to get it going. I'm not here to babysit. I'm not here to sit there and hold your hand and laugh around. I'm like, if we're going to be doing this, we're going to work. We're going to put the effort in because I'm not wasting my time. Those guys kind of took me up on that. And next thing you know, you know, we go from four wins and then we win. We win 10 wins uh, my first year and including 
you know, winning our first regional title ever at Rio. And so with the majority of my guys coming back the following year, you know, I had, you know, just missing one starter. So obviously our goals was high and we set those goals from the beginning of the year that we, you know, we wanted to win state. It's never been done in the school history before, you know, as far as with any sport. So when I set those goals high, and like I said, when I have to take away from my family, you know, that's a big thing to me. And I'm going to make sure that the time that I'm spending away from my family is going to be worth doing something and worth being valuable. But you also have to be able to relate with the players. And I was able to do that. And here we are. We're talking about me being at the Sun Prairie, you know, West High School, being a new coach based off of what I did at Rio. Well, that's an awesome story. And I, I, I think that's like a, just a great segue into, you know, your years at Rio, win a state championship, you know, you're a very humble guy. And now this opportunity comes and, you know, it's a very unique opportunity. So just maybe walk us through that process. And obviously this has been years in the making in the Sun Prairie, you know, community. And now, the infrastructure's in place, you know, coach Hamilton retires after last year, you know, arguably the most decorated coach in state history. I don't want to offend anybody by saying that, but you know, hall of famer, you know, the blue bloods of spring baseball in in a lot of ways, one of them. And now you got this new high school opens up. You're the hire. Talk us through that whole process. Well, first of all, um, and you're not offending anybody and somebody will never take offense to what coach Hamilton has created out here in Sun Prairie. I don't take offense that you said that at all. He is in fact, to me, the greatest coach of all time to be able to come out of Wisconsin to do what he did in relatively in a short amount of time. And, you know, you have to pay homage to that. And for me to be able to come in, number one, at this time right now, last year, I wasn't even thinking about coaching. I haven't coached in, in four years because of the fact that at the time my fiance, her job was a different position. It was getting more to the fact that, you know, I had my children with me. I don't just, you know, I'm a, I don't just palm my kids off. They're not going to be just at babysitters. They're with me or they're with mommy. That's how I raise them. And it was coming to the point where it was cutting into that. And so I had to step away from Rio after five years and, but I had to focus on my family because, you know, we got to pay the bills and do what we need to do. And so at this point, I wasn't even thinking of coaching again. And then, you know, my daughter started playing softball and I kind of got that itch there, you know, looking at the kids develop. And then, you know, I would go to some games and in, in, you know, the times that I have not been coaching, the thing about that is that I've been to some, you know, if you're at AB, uh, the ABCA convention uh, that's out there, and uh, I believe it was, uh, we had a convention that was, I've never been to a convention where it was, it had to be about 6,500 coaches there. And um, it just felt like you was just an ant. But you was in this room when this Coliseum was just a room full of knowledge. And so I was able to pick up on that. And it was kind of getting that bug going back then. And I'm like, well, you know, if any opportunity ever arises, I would think that I would try to get back into the coaching, you know, to be able to help these kids out and see if I'm still able to, 
you know, produce, but also show these young men at a high level that we got to work. You know, we don't have time to waste. And, you know, lo and behold, uh, someone threw a bug in my ear about, hey, you know, uh, have you heard that they hired for the uh, Sun Prairie West baseball coaching job? And honestly, I was not even thinking of putting in for the job that I went there. There's no way in the world they would ever give me that job. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, to me, it's, you, you built all this tradition and this wealth of, of players that, you know, that come through the pipeline from third grade on up. And, you know, you know, you're going to have somebody that they're going to trust a little bit more that knows the community and all of those things. And granted it, you know, I've lived in some period for 17 years, but at the same time, I haven't been with the community like that on the baseball level or anything like that. So I'm still just thinking no way I'm going to even try to put in for it. But my buddy told me, he said, man, your resume speaks for itself. The worst you can do is put in, they won't give you an interview. And so I did hearing that <laughs> and I wind up putting it in and had the interview. And next thing you know, here we are, Ben, I'm talking with you, talking about starting a new baseball chapter out here in Sun Prairie. That's incredible. Well, hey, you know, so much of us, you know, when we, when we got a head job, we were in established programs, regardless of previous success, you know, of, of, of winning and losing, but you had an infrastructure in place and you always make tweaks and you want to make things better, but you're coming into a whole new opportunity and a whole new program, literally, like kind of take us in those first 100 days. Like if you can even like categorize the things that you had to do from staffing to ordering and everything in between. Just try to, you know, take us into your world a little bit. Well, let me just say this is a little bit more than what I did at Rio. You know, <laughs> um, you know, you, first of all, I have a regular day job that I've been at for you know, 13 years. And so I have to take care of that first. So to be able to do that, and then not only that, but then have to right away start out a program and you have to start everything, you know, where you order in and you have an all type of stuff that you need to help with. I give a big thanks also to Coach Marchese, the East coach over at Sun Prairie, because he set up a lot of this stuff for us, you know, because we didn't have a coaching place. But as far as the scheduling and getting some of the equipment that we needed, he did a lot of that for me and I really, really appreciated him because he didn't have to do all of that, but he actually did because he, you know, he feels he's been in this community for a long time and seen a lot of these players grow up under his eyes. And so he wants to be able to see us to see whether we are, you know, against each other or not. And I really appreciate him doing all of that. So that was a big part and big help. Also, you know, being able to have, you know, a, a, you know, uh, our athletic department to be able to help with anything that we need. They was able to get stuff started, get stuff ordered. I was able to come in and help check off and see what we needed and get stuff set up, you know, where we needed, you know, uniforms, uh, balls, you know, things that we would need as far as equipment wise and our, you know, getting ready for our season and all those things. And on top of that, you know, you, we also do have a, you know, I've had a, 
a lot of you know great boosters that have been able to help set up a lot of stuff, fundraiser things that we would need to help get this going for us. Because you know, even though we're brand new, you still have a, a tradition that you kind of want to hold. And so to be in that position and to have that help like that now, I've actually you know is really been able to be helpful. You know, it, it hasn't been as a burden as you think, but it is a big, big burden. Don't get me wrong at all. But at the same time, it's, you know, when you got people that's going to step up and try to help you because they want to see the program succeed as well, then it's a lot easier than if you was doing it on your own. So, you know, having that and having, you know, all the help that I've had, you know, I've able to, you know, hire new coaches and, you know, that was a bit of a process because, you know, the coaches that I have with me at Rio, they weren't, they're not going to be able to come with me over at Sun Prairie West. So you have to go through and just categorize and, and make sure that you're picking the right person that's going to be on your team, that's going to be able to help and get your vision and make sure that the program that you want to start is going to have it grow. And so I know that I'm in a unique position to do that and be able to help out with that. But to say that, you know, it's been a little bit of work is would be a, the understatement of the year. Um, it is a lot of work. And I tell you, the folks down in Sun Prairie really care about their baseball. And it's plain to see what Coach Hamilton has done and the, tra the tradition that he has, you know, set upon us. You know, we you don't really want to mess that up at all. So, you know, to be in the position that I am, like I said, I'm very grateful. I'm truly honored. But at the same time, I know it is hard work and it is something that I know that I'm prepared to be able to take on. But it is very, very hard work. <laughs> oh, I bet. I, I can imagine. I mean, I'm just thinking about, well, first of all, like I said to Jack and, and, and that whole Sun Perry East crew, like you said, that just tells you the kind of guys baseball guys are. And, you know, like I said, they, they're competitors and now going to have this, you know, in town rival and, you know, whatever happens there happens there over the years. And, and all the things that have, have have transpired in the last few years in your community, just in preparation for this, I'm thinking about right. You're the head guy. You get the job. You've done it before, but now you're in a whole new environment, and you got to hire a staff. You're trying to set a vision, set a culture. You know how do you go about the hiring process? And two, how do you onboard these other men into your style, into your staff, into your vision? Well. I think number one is that you got to have that comfortability of, you know, hey, this is what's going to go on. I'm not going to be this dictator or anything like that. I'm going to, I want guys that's going to work, want to work with me. I don't need guys that's going to want to work for me. I need guys to work with me, you know, because players see the unity, then it's going to be that much easier to buy into the vision. It'll be that much easier. And so when you look for that, you look for that in the coach. You know, you kind of look for that in the coach as far as you want them to be able to kind of have some of the traits that you will have, you know, as far as, you know, being able to relate to the players, you know, being able to make sure that we got stuff set up where we're, we're pronunciating and, and making sure that we are, you know, punctuality, we're on time for things. We're not, you know, having times where there's lapses in practices and what, what, what we're going to do, you know, and I don't want that coach that's going to be looking at me as far, okay, coach, what do you want me to do to get us going? You know, I want you to kind of have that intuition because this is our program. You know, this is not just mine. This is ours. You know, and I tell the players that I would tell the parents that this is our program. 
So every bit of help that we can get is going to be ingratiated. You know, and I tell my coaches, the ones that I hired, when we had our meeting, we sat down and we talked as men. And I told them, I said, look, you know, if you feel that <laughs> there are certain directions that's not going a certain way that you would feel that it's not going, I would be very upset if you don't voice that opinion. I don't want to be told what I want to hear. You know, I need I need you guys to tell me what I need to know, not what I want to hear, because Tell me what we need to know. We can all get this taken uh, taken care of. We can all make sure that we be on the same page. I'm that way because I want us all to wear it because I want them to have part in, in that success with me. And it worked in Rio. I'm hoping that it worked out here in Sun Prairie West and with the guys that I've selected. I have a very, very, very good feeling that it's going to work out here in Sun Prairie West. So, you know, yeah, that, that process is a little bit, a little bit difficult, but at the same time is, um, you know, at, um, you know, it, I'm sorry, I'm getting all these texts from this is, this is the baseball culture right now. <laughs> Everything that's going on. Oh, we need this. We need this. We need this. So, but, um, so excuse me if I'm distracted a little bit, but at the same time, like I said, you know, my coaches i want to make sure that we're all on the same page this is a unit it'd be like a brotherhood if you feel like you're you know there's something that that you need to voice your opinion about like i said i'd be upset if you did because me winning that state championship was on advice of listening to them, my coaches and not just listening to myself it was listening to my coaches and it wasn't a fatty oh i think we should do this it was like no we should do this and that's how we want to win the state championship so I expect that out of the coaches and I expect that they want that out of me as well. Don't you agree? Love that. It, um, you know, I think it's just kind of organizational leadership, right? Like that's a, that's a part of the job where if you're in a baseball program, a football program, you know, what, you know, whatever it may be, just that top down and having delegate and work. Cause you can't be everywhere, right? You can't do everything all the time. You got to have people you can trust. And that's, there's so many people involved in it. So that's on the staffing side. As you, you know, get to know these guys, you hire them, you know, you give them a piece of the program. But my other question I want to really dig into is the player side, right? You mentioned, you know, you don't work in the schools. You know, you, you, this is, you get all these new players. How do you go about building those relationships in the preseason with, with these new Sun Perry West players? It is, you know, like I said, it's you, you got to be able to be quick with it. You got to be able to be smart with it, but you also got to be able to be relatable to these players. And from, you know, the, the turnouts that we've been having for, you know, as far as for Open Gym has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, it's, it's been quite of a turnout, you know, every, you know, time that we will have them, you know, they will come out there, you know, you just see the energy and you see the vibe. But I also, you know, started to do a lot of research on my own, you know, as far as, you know, looking through tapes and looking through games, you know, obviously you can look through games of you know, NFHS, you know, you look at some of the quarterfinals or just some of those things you can be able to watch and see what kind of players that you got coming in. The interesting part about my team is that I only actually have three players that came in that are, that are going to be on this team that played on the varsity with Sun Prairie, uh, which is now Sun Prairie East last year. So a lot of these guys that come in on this team right now were JVers or, you know, they was on varsity, but kind of backed up or, or something of that nature. So, you know, it, it's actually interesting to see, you know, the, 
the talent and the turnout that's coming out because a lot of guys want to come out and prove themselves and, you know, prove that they belong, but they also want to be able to uphold that tradition. So, you know, being able to ingratiate myself with them that way is, is, is kind of refreshing, especially at a time for me right now. So, you know, that's, that's, that's one of the ways. And then also I'm, you know, I mean, at some point I'm an easy going guy for right now until the season starts. So it's like, you know, <laughs> it's easy to be able to, to see him and, and be able to, you know, talk with him and see how everything's going with family life and how they're doing with school and all of that stuff. And I've been able to, you know, I go to a couple of games, you know, I go to support the players, you know, whether I go to a hockey game and, you know, that was the experience itself. I didn't realize how cold it is in a hockey arena. But, you know, I go to a basketball game or, you know, a swim meet or something like that just to be able to, you know, to show the players support, but also be able to, you know, get them to know me a little bit better as well. Well, you know, across the state, I think those have maybe looked in from the outside from Sun Prairie baseball realize it just means a lot. It means it, it means a lot to the families. It means a lot to the community you know, the previous success, like, I guess maybe my question is, what have you learned about the Sun Prairie baseball player? What have you learned about the Sun Prairie baseball kid in this community in your short time? Well, the, the fortunate part about it is that I lived out here, you know, during the time when the baseball really started to take off. So personally, as a fan, I kind of knew about Sun Prairie, you know, baseball player, you know, all the way from the Kevin Finers, all the way to when I played at East, you know, we, they, uh, I, I want to say the very next year, they actually won a state championship, you know, with Coach Bob. And then all of a sudden, you know, they started taking off in 2005. Uh, one of my assistant coaches, my main assistant coach, he was a player on the uh, 2006 state championship team, uh, Paul Dushak. So I definitely got a chance to know what the Sun Prairie player was like. And being in, in the community and seeing from afar and up close, you know, seeing, you know, the talent that they had over the years, you know, um, you know, all of these guys that were, you know, coming through the pipeline, when even when they won a three-peat, you know, they had all type of Nate Hoffman, all those types of guys that could play. You know, and even when I coached in the All-Star Classic, you know, I had Marcus Walker. Uh, he was uh, a Sun Prairie uh, – well, Marcus Reed, I'm sorry. He was a Sun Prairie uh, Cardinal player that I wound up coaching on 2016. But the thing about that is that you see the growth. You see the – you know, the way that these kids come out and attack and try to play and try to be like their older brothers or their cousins and things of that nature, but they take it so seriously from the third grade on. So this is, to me as a coach, to be able to see this living out here in this community for a long time as I, as I have, I kind of felt like, yeah, you know, I kind of see where this is going because they take this so seriously to the point that you got to be on your game. So it's, to me, it's not going to be as a, you know, hey, I just want to let's try to rebuild a program and let's try to do this. These guys want to win right away. I was told that right away. And you got the right guy because I'm about trying to win right away. But I know it's going to be a process and I know that it's going to be hard. And I know also, too, that in the conference that we are in, it's not a joke. <laughs> These guys are, you know, basically Hall of Famers. There's a lot of Hall of Famers in their own right that have won state championships, that's been coaches of the years. You know, these guys are not no joke out here. They are 
ready to put on a show for themselves, for their community as well. But at the same time, I also know, too, that these guys in some Prairie who I got, these players that I got right now, they're, they're ready to get it rocking and rolling. And we just got to see how this just plays all out. That's all. I don't know how good this team's going to be, but I do know that they're putting in the work and they're excited about it and they're ready to get the ball rolling. And so am I. And just can't wait to get that thing going because with all of this stuff that we were talking about earlier, you know, as far as all of the groundwork that you got to do to get this stuff rolling, the main thing that I didn't think that I will be craving <laughs> is the coaching aspect of it. So can't wait to coach because once all of this is done, now you can really get into, you know, seeing the psychologically of your team and then also seeing what they can do as far as the improvement wise as well. And then, getting ready to play some baseball because that's what we all love. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, have to, I have to imagine. I often think about you as having nightmares of like, I didn't order game balls or I don't have a freshman jerseys or something, just like something that people take for granted. Um, but I do want to ask you more about players. You said you had three guys on that team, you know, and now mm -hmm. again, we're talking about a team that was a number one seed in the state tourney last year who won a state mm -hmm. championship in 2021 Three of those guys are now at a brand new school wearing different colors. And I can only imagine what's going through their heads. Um, what have you learned from those three about the Sun Prairie baseball tradition? Like, what are they bringing with them that you think, yeah, we got to we got to get more of that. That's that's who we need to be, because that's what it takes to win at this level. Like I said, in the big eight, in division one, in that community. Well, number one is you can tell that. Well, Coach, you know, Hamilton and Coach Marsese and all those guys, you know, that have done with these guys just from over the years, you know, getting them from Little League on up. You can just tell that they got that certain grain. Like, it's about winning and it's about going to work and doing the things that we need to do. These guys, you know, you, you can sit them at, at a table and you couldn't tell who is what because of the way that they go about their business because, you know, you can sit back and, they're not brash, they're not this, they're not that. They're just, you know, they're just ready to go out and focus and play and win. And then the, the best part about it is that they're good young men, too. So, you know, having said that, you know, Jackson Huntley, you know, he's uh, obviously he won the state championship game as a pitcher for him as a sophomore. You know, so he 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 gets that, you know, that experience as far as we know what it takes to get to that level. And so, you know, that's a beautiful thing to have. You know, Julian Torres is a, a tremendous catcher, you know, and to be able to have a, a senior pitcher and a senior catcher, you know, that into that, you know, that's that's like a good asset to have. But also it's good to build your program off with those guys, because now you got the, you know, the young upperclassmen that are looking at these senior leaderships and they got to see how these guys carry the business the right way. And they do it. And it's like nothing that I have to explain or preach to them at all. You know, um, Casey Weinbeck was a freshman on the team who was second team all conference. So he's a unique talent. So he's, you know, but he's he's mature beyond his years. You know, so he'll be a sophomore on this team. But he's one of our main guys. You know, I sure stopped that, you know, we, we need that leadership in that infield. And so, you know, you can be able to see the camaraderie with these guys, but also there's guys that, you know, on this team that would have been on the team last year, you know, if it wasn't for injury, you know. And so you're able to see that, you're able to have, you know, Jaden Jung, you know, he's going to 
he's going to have a good year this year because he's put in the work. You know, he's coming back from a torn labor. So these guys are ready to play. They're ready to, you know, get out there and show what is what is capable and what can be done. But then also I got a lot of underclassmen that, you know, might be a lot better than we think. But at the same time, is you can talk about it, but when it comes down to game time, are we prepared to go out there and play a good fundamental game to put ourselves in a great position to win? And that's what it's all about. Well, I think about those three guys, you know, you talk about, you know, Torres and, and Huntley and Wamba, like you're talking about, you know, three positions, guys that have been there, especially those two, you know, with, with, we said with Jackson and the experience that he has, I, I, I got to imagine those guys have a different chip on their shoulder and just, just remind the, the listeners here, how did they decide who goes to what school? Did they draw lines down the, the community? Is it based on birthday? How do they decide who goes to what school? Oh, it's just on what I believe. To be honest with you, and please don't quote me on this because I honestly haven't got a clear answer on it. I do know it's just what, you know, seeding by the district that you live in. Okay. So I think, you know, basically if you if you're on the west side, if you're in that particular area, this is where you will be going to school. If you're living on the east side, you're in this particular area, this is where you'll be going to school. And that's the interpretation that I've got. So I do apologize to anybody that is listening out there. I don't have the complete rules in front of me of how is that done. It, I know it wasn't done like a birthday thing or anything like that. From what I know, that is based, based, excuse me again, but it's based off of, you know, pretty much what side of town that you live on right now. To, you'll be going to that particular school, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's I just that's what I thought, you know down in my neck of the woods here, but just, I just wanted to check in with you. Well, yes, you've sir. talked about, you know, getting ready for this first year, ordering, hiring, meeting the players. Like now that we're staring down the barrel of the season, like what would you consider a successful first year? Um, if you think about, you know, obviously wins and losses are a part of it, but like, what would you consider successful first year in this program? I think if we can, you know, you can always put in the wins and losses and you can you know, always say, obviously, I definitely won a 500 record. But obviously what I tell you and what I tell my team is going to be totally different, to be honest with you. But at the same time, I know that if we are able to, you know, be able to get through the season healthy, uh, we're able to get through the season where none of these grades, I don't lose not a single player for grades. And if we can get through where at the end of the day, these guys had fun, but they also went out and, you know, supported the community, but they also represented, represented our community in the right way. I'm going to consider that a very successful season, especially your inaugural season. But these guys got goals. And like, I don't know if we touched on it earlier, but I sense that a lot of them got a lot of chip on it. So, and uh, Play really, really hard this year, and at the end of the day, I, I'm again, I'm blessed and I'm very fortunate to be able to lead these group of guys, and it's going to be fun and interesting. But at the same time, you know, if we can get through those things as as a criteria, you know, not losing players from grades, you know, we can make through the season healthy, and then we can learn something from the season as far as how we be a competitor. Uh, man, you know, that's that is a successful goal for me, and it's going to be a successful goal, honestly, for the community be honest with you. 
All right, coach, we're, we're nearing the end here. This is kind of the point where I, I turn off the microphone and, and kind of let you finish. What else? What else do you, oh, did, did we miss? Uh, what Anything else you want to talk about in your background or, you know, in, in this position, this unique position that you're in? Um, it's just, you know, first of all, to be able to, again, it's no disrespect to all the coaches that's been out here that has put in so much work and, I feel like it's an injustice for me to even be interviewing with you because of the fact that, you know, I I haven't put in the work like these guys have because, you know, they're baseball lifers. And I was just in a position to be able to come help someone, someone out because he didn't have any other coaches and I had no experience. And then it turned into this big thing. And to me, if you have that ability to be able to reach to young men, you know, or women or anything like that. I think that you should be able to take advantage of that because the kids is going to learn a little bit more of something more than baseball because, you know, 90, 98% of us is not going to make it in the majors. 98% of us is not going to make it in the minors, even get the chance to play college or, you know, professional ball at all. So what we're going to do with the rest of that 98%, just let them just walk away, or you're going to be able to learn something from what we've done and the experience that we had, and you turn out to be good men, you know, 10 years down the road. Now I'm coming to your weddings, and, you know, and I'm hearing about how you're a police officer, and now you made captain, and you're doing all of this, and you're in the military. See, things like that, that's what drives me to want to keep coaching these kids, because at the end of the day, I may not have that baseball knowledge like a lot of, you know, these great tremendous coaches out here have but the ability to learn and, and the ability to know this game now and to the ability to be able to, to to reach these players to a level and get them to do stuff that they couldn't be able to do i'll take that all day and so it's going to be a learning experience again being in this conference like this but i'm grateful for it and at the same time i'm not going to let the community down and i'm going to try my hardest and at the end of the day it's just I'm setting an uh, example for myself and I'm setting an example for my children because they're 10 and 5 and I got a 17-year-old who's flying airplanes right now, which is crazy. But at the same time, when you can get your kids to look up to you and see what you're trying to do and do, a, do the obstacle that I've done it, I have to keep that role. So I know I got all eyes on me, but to me, my children, that matters the most. So I know I, I'm not going to let them down. And again, I appreciate the opportunity to even be speaking with you, sir. And there it is. Huge thank yous out to Coach Q for sitting down with us. Um, as you could tell, that's from a few months ago as we were sitting at home on a snow day. Um, but uh, we found a way to work it in. And, um, you know, we just I'm so happy. And guys, what you hear from Coach Q is just like just such a humble guy, like an incredibly humble for the success he's had for the community he's in. Um, and he's just had this unbelievable task in front of him. And I, I commend him for taking this on. Um, again, as we discussed in the intro, and, and Coach Q alluded to it and those who pay attention, Sun Prairie Baseball is in an unbelievable spot. I mean, the, the, the talent, the community, the youth programs, travel, the parents, the foundation's there. But it's still you know, a lot of weight to carry on your shoulders. There's high expectations every day, every season. Um, and it takes a special type of person to, to, to take that responsibility and run with it. So um, we wish them nothing but the best of luck moving forward. And I uh, want to thank you guys, the audience, for tuning into another another season here of episodes. 
and hopefully you come back to the archives once in a while, some of those uh, bus trips and, and road trips and you know, morning workouts or night walks or whatever you guys got going on. And I appreciate so many of the texts and the messages I've got from you guys, the listeners. And I truly enjoy it and love doing this. And I know, you know, we're in the middle of our season as well right now, but I feel uh, grateful to be able to carve out a little bit of time to uh, get this episode to you guys. So baseball across the state of Wisconsin is in a phenomenal place. Um, just so excited for what the, the rest of the season brings um, at the high school level, the collegiate level, a professional level, and so many that care about baseball in our great state. So until um, next winter, um, enjoy the rest of your seasons and have a great rest of your day.